0: Hello, and welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School for March 24th of 2013. My name's Michael Benner, and the Mystery School now for the next 20 minutes or so is a program about personal and spiritual development, a kind of a class, and intro, really, to a premium training that begins at 1.30 this afternoon, Pacific Time, in the east, about half an hour from now. And uh, like this class, you don't have to listen live. You can if you'd like, and uh, we'll respond to any questions you have. You can put them in the text box on the page in front of you, or if you're on the phone, press star 2, and you can raise your hand and ask a comment that way. But... Our research indicates over 95%, closer to 98% of you, prefer to listen to replay on demand, either the stream or podcast. This program is podcast, so you're welcome to do that. And the premium training, you can listen as a replay on demand anytime after class adjourns. And of course, in both cases, the free forum and the premium training, you can download the MP3 as well. Well, today we're going to talk about an allegory that I first described or discussed in this Mystery School class three years ago in the spring of 2009. I haven't really done a class on it since, so I thought, well, three years is certainly long enough. We should really repeat that. So the allegory... Is simply called Who's Driving Your Car? And we're going to talk a little today about the nature of thoughts and feelings and behavior and compare them to the steering wheel and the brakes, uh, the engine that moves the car forward, the accelerator, so to speak. And in the premium training, we're going to get into the details of the dashboard and how that works, (laughs) this is well. And uh, a dashboard is a fascinating allegory, actually. Maybe I should begin with that. It's a negative feedback loop. You know, you don't really want the dashboard to indicate that you have problems, but you're better off knowing about them than if you were to not have a dashboard or cover it over. There's also uh, what many car enthusiasts call the idiot lights, which reduce everything to either or. This is why a lot of people like to think in absolutes, in binary—everything or nothing. So if the idiot light comes on, I know I've got a problem with my oil pressure, or the radiator is overheating, or. Uh Whatever the light may indicate, but a real power enthusiast would much rather have gauges, and this brings up what we often talk about as the middle way. This is all of the information between the light is off or the light is on. Not sure if you remember a few years back when somebody thought it might be a good idea to use a digital readout for a speedometer, and so Uh, (laughs) that was tried on a few models for a couple of years, but people hated it because all it did was tell you how fast you're going. It didn't give you any sense of your rate of acceleration, whereas uh, a gauge that was more analog in nature would not only show you where you are relative to a dead standstill, how fast you're going, your overall velocity, but also a sense of your rate of acceleration. How quickly is that gauge moving up the scale? And so when it comes to water temperature or oil pressure or anything else, the reason idiot lights are referred to in such a negative uh, derogatory way is we need more information than either or. Some people seem to be happy with everything or nothing, and the idea that there's only two ways anything can be. They're called absolutists. It's uh, sometimes referred to as binary or Manichaean thinking, even a Manichaean philosophy. But it's very simple-minded. It results in a true or false approach without any concern for the variation and combination and permutation in politics, it's often referred to as the nuance of the middle way. And yet, that's where the game is played, not in the end zones. All the fun is in the middle. So we'll talk about the dashboard and how you're better <laughs> better off with gauges than idiot lights and then compare them, as you've probably guessed already, to the nature of our emotional feelings. It's not a matter of simply, am I angry or not? It's a matter of watching your anger come upon you. And can you develop yourself to the point where you can see it coming a mile away? Recognize yourself beginning to get angry. You know, we have that phrase, well, so-and-so has a short fuse. Well, that just means that they lack this ability to recognize the feeling coming upon them. They've got an idiot light for their anger. It's either off, 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 and then suddenly on. They they can't see it building the way a gauge would indicate. So in the allegory of who's driving the car, we'll spend quite a bit of time talking about the dashboard and I hope you can then join us for the premium training. All you have to do if you're not yet enrolled is jump over in between this free forum and the live class at 1.30 Pacific to our primary website, theagelesswisdom.com. Remember the T-H-E is part of the address, so the W's the ageless wisdom. Dot .com click on webinars and then on premium training and you'll be able to enroll with your bank card in about 60 seconds the thank you page plus an email that follows will confirm the registration whether for a single class or a longer period you get a nice discount if you sign up for a 13 week quarter or a full year and it'll contain the url and the password you need to get on board. Both the thank you page and the email will have that information. Then if you do enroll for more than a single class, you'll get emails every Saturday night, Sunday morning, with the URL for that week and the password to gain access. And if you want to join us live by telephone, there's a password for that too. Okay. Okay. Mostly what I want to talk about in the free forum today, however, is the triune nature, or the Trinity in man. We often refer to this as the lower correspondence of the divine trinity. Because just a little bit of study of philosophy, and you'll recognize that the trinity that's tossed about in Uh, Christianity, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, or Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is actually an ancient concept. It goes back to the Egyptian uh, father, son, and mother, or actually in Hermetic Egyptian philosophy, it was known as the king and the prince and the queen, but the material world is named for the feminine aspect of matter. Uh, matter, mater, uh, the material world is obviously uh, from the Latin and the Greek for mother, mater, ma. It's one of the first sounds a baby makes is ma. And that's the material world. And the material world is said to be receptive, understandably, to its energy cause. Even Einstein said that when he put the equal sign between energy and mass. He said, energy is really all you've got. Sometimes it takes the form of mass and they're convertible. they are two forms of the same thing, but you cannot create or destroy energy. It just changes form. The material aspect of energy, the material matter or mass manifestation of energy is constantly changing form that's why philosophers starting with the ancient greeks and our western heritage anyway always thought it was hilarious that people would think of physical dents as real or true since it's in constant flux and always changing in eastern philosophy The word impermanent is used to describe this perpetual change or dissolution, this dissolving, this uh, cycle of birth and preservation and, and death that we see in all things. Everything has its seasons turn, 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 right? So, father, son, and mother corresponds to the will, the love, and the intelligent activity of divinity, or divine will, divine love as the soul, the magnetic nature, and then the body of divinity, which is the physical universe itself. Well, there is in man, of course, a lower correspondence to that human beings have their mental, emotional, and physical nature as well. And when we do the allegory, who's driving the car, the mental nature of the human being is the steering wheel. It determines our direction. The emotional nature of the human being would be the pedals, fear being the brake and Enthusiasm, positive emotional attitude, faith and belief and expectation, the desire nature, so to speak. I like the word enthusiasm, the oh boy, here we go. That's the accelerator, fear the brake. Again, the thoughts are the steering wheel. And the order is critical. We'll talk about that in a second. And that, of course, moves the body of the vehicle or the instrument, the vehicle itself, forward. If in philosophy you ever read about the human instrument or the vehicle, they're talking about the physical body, that spirit takes up a body as a vehicle or an instrument through which it moves around the physical dense world. So there is the lower correspondence to the divine trinity of Father, Son, and Mother, or Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The divine will, the Father aspect, causative. The divine mother, so-called Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, she is receptive to the causative nature of spirit. And then in the middle, the offspring, the son, uh, the daughter, if you will, except women have not been revered in history, so the offspring is usually referred to as the son or the prince of the king and the queen. This is the soul between spirit and matter, the consciousness aspect. Uh, The trinity of manifestation in metaphysics is usually described as spirit, consciousness, and matter. Exactly the same thing, except the one creates the two, spirit creates matter, out of which is born the offspring, the soul aspect, if you will. Okay, so this is the idea that the soul is both spirit and matter. The soul is essentially, as Plato said, sharing the ground of God, the soul is a spiritual. Thing, an energy matrix, if you will, an organized, magnetic, and cohesive matrix or field of energy. So it's a spiritual thing, but it incarnates into the material world, into the body of God. So each incarnation is evidence that the soul is both spirit and matter. And that's the mystery in the mystery school. It's the mystery of mysticism, the nature of that soul, that love aspect, that conscious awareness between spirit and matter, between cause and effect, if you will, that point of meaning in the middle, cause, meaning, and effect. Trinity is a very important concept in a world that seems to be dualistic. It really breaks either or, and the nature of dualism, masculine and feminine, polarities, positive and negative, yin and yang, over which we lay right and wrong, good and bad. That's really not what polarities or yin and yang really means. Alan Watts wrote a great book called the two hands of God, the myths of polarity. And uh, they're not opposites. (laughs) You know, the North Pole and South Pole of the magnet are complementary in nature. Neither can exist without the other. So if you look metaphysically at spirit and matter, as if neither can exist without the other, that means the material world is not the evil end or the bad end, the bar magnet. And yet, uh, throughout history, it's often portrayed that way. It's only when the soul is in its fleshy form that it becomes a sinner. Uh, It's the fall, the story of Adam and Eve, and the fall from grace, the need for redemption. And uh, much of that is true because we do have an ego. We do have this uh, fear-based negative side when we come into form that's in charge of our survival and it can lead to a lot of self-interest and selfish and and evil behavior a lot of corruption from greed to war to just simple apathy and ignorance so certainly there is something about the ego its fear-based negative nature though it's in charge of survival it tends to promote an agenda that we're separate and that we're alone and that we're other than when the heart and soul of things is saying, no, we're actually, though by appearance separated and living in a world of separated form, we're actually all part of the same thing. So the heart and soul is really where the magic is, the The mystery is in the middle, the secret is in the center of the Trinity. Spirit, consciousness, matter, father, son, mother, divine will, divine love, and the physical universe. And the lower correspondence, as I say in man, is the mental, emotional, and physical. So let's first of all talk about the order here, because most people do what they do because of the way they feel. And there's a natural back and forth between thought and feeling, a kind of a ping-pong game. Thought, feeling, 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 thought, 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 thought feeling, thought, 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 feeling, feeling, feeling. We, You know, we go back and forth, we get on these trains. But in the end, most people, especially when they behave reflexively, are doing what they do because they feel like it, not because it's well-reasoned not because they've thought through the consequences of their behavior carefully. And this is like getting in the car and stepping on the gas before you grab the steering wheel. If you're going to lead with the emotions, you never know where you're going to end up. So somewhere along the way, probably in driver's ed, somebody taught you to drive, and it always starts with put your hands on the steering wheel right? Are you pointed in the right direction? Do you know where it is that you want to go? So thoughts lead. That's the steering wheel, determining direction. You've got to do that first. So in life, to develop this allegory of the ping-ponging back and forth, after you've done your thought, feeling, feeling, thought, 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 feeling, feeling, thought, feeling, 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 (laughs) feeling. You've got to then sort of start the car and initiate with a thought. You have to begin. The formula for creating the best outcome is to go with the thought first. Grab the steering wheel, right? Then you take your foot off the brake, meaning you release your fear, or you release the parking brake and take your foot off the brake pedal, releasing your fear, and begin to accelerate. This is your enthusiasm, this is your desire, and the car moves forward. If you have a thought that you don't care about, if you're not in touch with your feelings, and you think something, but it's not important to you, then... You've grabbed the steering wheel, you're pointed in the right direction, but you're not going to go anyplace. Or if you're afraid, your foot's still on the brake, you may be pointed in the right direction, you got the right idea, but again, you're just not going to go anyplace. And as I've already suggested, if you release the brake and accelerate before you grab the wheel, if you lead with the feeling without managing it with thought, Lord knows where you're going to end up. You will go, but it could be in any direction. You might drive through the garage. You might (laughs) end up uh, on the lawn someplace or run into a tree. And so you can't accelerate and then grab the steering wheel later. It's not a very intelligent way to move forward. So when we lead with our emotions, and we can all think of times we've done that and later regretted it, Uh, we're going to have problems in that regard as well. So the idea is, in any deliberate or purposeful activity, there's going to be a back and forth between thought and feeling. But when you're ready to turn the key or push the button to start the car, that's initiating the overall behavior. But you've got to grab the steering wheel first. So think clearly. Know what you want. And then move toward it by letting go of your fear, releasing the brake, and accelerating to create the outcome. That means a thought followed by a feeling creates a result. That may sound pretty simple, but again, consider all the times in our lives that we led with a feeling, very little thought at all, and ended up with a disastrous result, or it was feeling, result, and then we thought about it after the fact. Gee, if I had only considered, right? So close your eyes for just a second. Take a nice, slow, deep breath. Ah, create and sense a feeling of relaxation. And get this clear in your mind. After a back and forth of my feelings generating thoughts and my thoughts bringing up feelings back and forth like a ping-pong match, I'm now going to create a desired result by first drawing upon my thoughts, determining direction, that is, putting my hands on the steering wheel as I start the car. Then I release my fear Take my foot off the brake, and now I bring to bear the enthusiasm, the excitement, the passion, the love, the faith, the belief, the desire, and expectation that is the accelerator gradually putting the pedal down, and now the vehicle moves forward to the desired result. Remember, a goal can be modified as you approach it. The goal is just to determine the direction. You can change your mind as you get closer. You decided you were going to go to this restaurant. As you got closer, you decided to go to the one across the street. That's okay. The goal was just to get you going in that direction. So it's thought, the steering wheel, then the feeling, the desire, the enthusiasm, the accelerator, having released the fear of the brake. And now you move forward. Get that order straight. A thought you don't care about, you're not going to go anyplace. A passion without direction, Lord knows where you're going to end up. Consider that. And in the premium training, if you're able to join us in just a few minutes or come back for the replay, it'll be there. You can register later and come listen. Anytime up until the next newsletter comes out, probably Thursday. We'll get into this in a little more detail and talk about the feedback or the cybernetic loop that is the dashboard. And I think you'll find a lot of wisdom in this allegory. Hey, who's driving your car anyway? Are you in the driver's seat or are you riding shotgun and allowing somebody else to drive the car? Join us for the premium training. Enroll now at theagelesswisdom.com, and we'll see you over there in a few minutes. Thanks a lot for being with us. You can open your eyes now, take a ah, nice, slow, deep breath, come back to the wide awake state, feeling fine. As always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Better, so long from LA.